gone on my days of the NP giving them the list of do's and don'ts. And then when they come back for their visit, checking, did you do this or didn't you do that? Now it's it's the coaching approach, um, focusing on their health and well-being and, and giving them the many opportunities that we have at the Center for Wellness, um, many integrative therapies, and not forgetting about their conventional medicines. And it's this partnership um, between us and the wonderful services we have available in the health system and, and the women themselves that makes it so powerful. Welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle, and today our special guest is Deborah McElliott. She's a nurse practitioner at the Center for Wellness and Integrative Medicine at the Katz Institute for Women's Health. Deborah, thanks so much for joining us. Let's just first tell our audience what is integrative medicine? Okay, Rob. Well, thanks for having me. And it's interesting, most people think that integrative medicine is something new. But it really has its roots in holistic medicine from the time of Hippocrates and the roots of it also align with nursing. So it's an approach where we look at the whole person. There's a focus on healing. There's a focus on relationships and partnerships. And it aligns with the field of integrative health, which is really an exciting time where we are now, where we take the best of our conventional medicine, all the surgeries, the, the research, the um, best practice models, and then we take the complementary and alternative therapies that have been around for thousands of years. But then we add a whole focus on self-care. So those three components, the alternative medicines, the conventional medicine, and a huge emphasis on healthcare, really combines to form what we call integrative health and that integrative medicine supports. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit about your role uh, at the Katz Institute uh, for Women's Health. So it's interesting. My title is, is nurse practitioner. So most people think I'm, you know, assessing and diagnosing and treating, but I'm a holistic nurse practitioner in New York State, and I've been with the health system since 1988, and the role at CATS really allows me to combine the best parts of my previous roles as a clinical nurse specialist, nurse practitioner, director, um, faculty at the School of Medicine, and from those roles, I'm able to create integrative programs do integrative modalities and therapies with people and develop trainings for our staff and for the community because we're looking to expand this throughout the health system. So how did integrative medicine help women during COVID-19? So the focus of integrative medicine, again, is this whole person healing and healthy lifestyles. Um, and we know that the number one killer of women is heart disease, followed closely by cancer and then COVID-19. So during this time, um, we continued our focus on women's health and looking at risk factors. We offered our seven-week programs trying to help women modify their risk factors. And this was a time when they were having many virtual visits with their healthcare providers, and they were really putting their self-care um, on a back seat. And with integrative medicine, it highlighting the importance of self-care really empowers women and almost gives them permission to take care of themselves. And we know that by addressing risk factors for heart disease and cancer, you also decrease your risk of death from COVID because those were closely linked. So we had a huge focus aligning really with Katz Institute for Women's Health on, on those two areas, which had been our focus for a while, but it had new meaning during the COVID crisis. And I think women really needed that permission to, with so much going on, I still need to focus on myself, make sure I 
contact providers, make sure I'm taking the right medications and do some practices that keep me moving, eat some foods that are healthy um, and find this support within our group so that they can help to relieve stress. Yeah, I think everybody's lifestyle and especially with this COVID pandemic, there's been so much stress, right? There's been so much stress and unknown. Um, how, how much does stress play a role in, in bad health? Stress plays a huge role and it's something that we've honored in, I would say, maybe the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, my background's cardiac surgery. So my first introduction to integrative therapies came from my cardiac patients being stressed. And 30 years ago, people would say, oh, it's just in, in your mind, get over it. Now we recognize that the toll that stress takes on the body, on the mind, on the spirit, and how it connects to inflammation and pretty much any disease process that you have stress can make worse. So we really look to see how people identify stress, where they hold it in their body. And, and this is the conversation, and this goes back to the person where they tell us how stress manifests in them. And we work with them to identify their cause and then develop a plan on what they want to do to relieve it. I usually say there's no quick fix, yet a number of the integrative modalities can make you feel relaxed very quickly. Um, and while we offer acupuncture, massage, um, reflexology, the, the modalities that can really help people relax quickly, uh, we encourage the self-care practices of meditation, self-reiki, even, even self-massage and reflexology so that people walk away with skills. That it's not that they just come to us to be fixed. They walk away with skills and self-care that they can incorporate into their lifestyle and into that of their family. So it's really the, the partnership that we have with the people and putting the onus back on the person that, you know, they're the ones responsible for their health, but we're here to partner with them. We're sure. here to guide them. Gone are my days of the NP giving them the list of do's and don'ts. And then when they come back for their visit, checking, did you do this or didn't you do that? Now it's, it's the coaching approach, um, focusing on their health and well-being, and, and giving them the many opportunities that we have at the Center for Wellness, um, many integrative therapies, and not forgetting about their conventional medicines, you know, their conventional treatments. Those are powerful too. And it's this partnership um, between us and the wonderful services we have available in the health system and, and the women themselves that makes it so powerful and so unique. You know, this is something that isn't happening in every hospital across the country. When I looked years ago for integrative centers, uh, there were a few across the country, um, but they didn't last long because they weren't revenue generating. So my wish became a reality really when Katz Institute um, offered us this opportunity to create the Center for Wellness and Integrative Medicine. So we are quite unique. How do we make, help ourselves to relax, to reduce stress? It starts with identifying it, you know, and the decision to really want to do something about it. You know, we can be stressed by the way we think, we can be stressed by what we look at. We can stress ourselves by the foods we eat and the relationships that we have. So it's not just one thing. It's often a culmination. And we usually say it's this allostatic load, this buildup of everything that's going on that sort of tips us over the edge. And then we just say, oh, I'm stressed. You know, and it's, it's usually a combination of a lot of different things. Um, so on the other hand, we try to focus on building resilience. And that's sort of like the the key word now, you know, how do we build resilience in ourselves? And that's where the integrative medicine, integrative health and lifestyles really come into play. 
we want to develop that response. So we often ask people to, you know, do a daily practice of five or 10 minutes where they're focusing on their breath. Um, and then when you need it, you can call on it and that will trigger that response, that beginning of a relaxation response for you. What about somebody who's listening and says, I just do not have enough time in my day to do a meditation. And, and maybe you're thinking that a meditation has to be like an hour long. You know, there's a, there's a joke about that. Um, I know Dr. Stearns mentioned it many times. If someone says, oh, I don't have half hour to meditate, you probably should be meditating two hours or three hours a day. <laughs> um, so we, do, we don't have time. We're very busy. Um, probably if our neighbor or somebody asked us if we could do something for them for 10 minutes, we drop whatever we'd have to do and, and we do it for them. So what does it take to make that 10 minutes um, or take that 10 minutes for ourselves, you know? Why can't we do it? I think when we look at some of the research and we see the benefits of these age-old practices from meditation to yoga to Tai Chi, and they can physically prove this on a functional MRI that we can enhance the gray matter in our brain or increase our telomeres, um, the huge physical effects that these practices can have are huge. It, it's almost, I laugh, I say, you know, if I listened to my grandmother, I would have been doing all these things years ago between prayer, meditation, mindful practices, putting joy in your life. Um, these, this is all part of the integrative health and integrative medicine. So when we work with people, we look to see where do they want to start? You know, people don't have time for this, but if there's something that they love, usually they can make some time. And if they realize the benefit of it, or they realize that in two weeks from a daily practice or an hour after daily practice, they'll feel better um, that, that gets the buy-in. So sometimes it's an experience that people first um, go through that, that gets the buy-in from them. Yeah, you talked about studies before and how studies prove that, that it's helpful. Have you seen anything where, where people have had chronic illnesses or chronic conditions that have been alleviated or, or made better because uh, of their new approach or taking in a meditation or different, even just eating? It's, it, it, it's interesting. Yes, we say even just eating, you know, eating, eating is huge. We look at food as medicine. Food can help you heal or food can make you sick. And it's pretty dramatic that when people come to us with chronic diseases, we're not looking to cure them, but often when they change the way they eat, they can feel a dramatic difference um, in terms of symptoms that they experience in, in just two weeks. Now I'm talking about the person that's eating the worst, all the fast foods and the junk, cleans it up quite a bit, eats healthy. They get the biggest bang for the bucks. But um, any of these changes, you know, we encourage people to start in one area. And often as you start with one change and you feel an improvement, you're more open to changing other areas of your life as well you become less effective when you're just staring at that computer. So like the, the recommendation is like every hour, mm -hmm. step away from that screen, take 15 minutes and step away from that screen and you'll be more productive and, and, and you'll be better for it. What would you recommend in those 15 minutes that somebody does when they step away from, from the computer each hour? I would recommend that they start with something they like. I mean, we have Qigong and Tai Chi moves that people can do in two minutes that help to move the energy around. Um, the people that want to be active can certainly do some walking in place. A five-minute meditation often feels like a 25-minute nap. So there are, there are a lot of different modalities. Um, some of the tapping that we do moves the energy around in the body. So it really depends on where the person wants to start. Yeah. How has COVID affected that? People being, I mean, are people able to do this more now or are people doing it less because of COVID? 
COVID's really changed the way that we practice tremendously. Um, we had many retreats where teams would come in and have a great benefit from being four hours together, doing some integrative modalities, sharing, reflecting. Um, and COVID really put a stop to that. But on the other hand, on the other hand, you know, the the day that we went virtual, we just expanded um, services tremendously. It was pretty dramatic. Within two days, all the Pilates, the yoga, the meditation was virtual. And we were reaching people across the country, far more people than we ever reached before. The groups that I do, I do a number of seven-week programs focusing on healthy living based on the book that Dr. Rosen and Dr. Miras wrote, Hot Smart, you know, Six Steps for Women in Six Weeks. And it was interesting to see the people in the group virtually and see their spouses, see their kids come in, somebody holding up a seal. This is what he's eating. Don't listen to what he's saying. Yeah. You know, so it was it was a totally different um, feeling and experience, but but really precious. And we learned that we can connect virtually, which we never thought we could. Yeah. Even our Reiki trainings, which is energy work, um, our Reiki master, Tina Conroy, is doing them virtually. And we've done about five or six of them over the last year. Really powerful and people getting huge benefits. So our reach has expanded. Uh, the other thing that, that COVID did, though, it really... Um, aligned and, and increased our collaboration throughout the health system. My doctoral work was on health promotion and wellness in nurses. So for the last 10 years, I've been focusing on nursing wellness and identifying grief and suffering that nurses go through, trying to do programs to prevent burnout. And COVID just ramped the need for this up tremendously. So we have a huge partnership with employee wellness, with various departments throughout the health system with the Physician Wellbeing Committee, with the Stress First Aid. We've worked collaboratively with so many of these programs to really see how can we address the needs of, of our coworkers. You know, co coffee was hard. I felt quite guilty that I was working from the comfort of my home when many colleagues were on the front line. My two daughters who were nurses were on the front line. And hearing the stories and the suffering that they were witnessing when that wasn't a field that they went into initially, that, that, that was challenging. When we talk about meditation, I think most people have this image of meditation of like, you know, ohm and you're closing your eyes. But I guess there's other things that are that that can be meditative for you that doesn't necessarily mean you're sitting still with your eyes closed. I mean, can garden be meditation? Certainly there's many forms of what we call mindfulness, which, which is a huge part of meditation. Um, and it can involve activities that you love where you get lost in time. But the real benefit of, of clearing the mind of being, um, when we talk about mindfulness, we talk about allowing thoughts to come into the mind, acknowledging them without judgment and letting them go. That, that, has, that has huge benefits. And, you know, we're fortunate that Katz Institute gave us a grant in 2019 to develop an integrative program for our NPs and PAs. So for a whole year, we developed a program um, for them to be exposed to these different integrative therapies. And they had two sessions and COVID hit. So instead of being in person with a healthy lunch networking, they were now doing this virtually for four hours in a row online. But what we found was just that first two months allowed them to experience short meditations and translate that into the workplace and into the care of their patients and into their self-care. So while meditation can sound cumbersome, it's very easy. The thing is only you can do it. No one can do it for you. But 
the smallest amount of time that you start to invest can be really powerful. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, a four-day silent retreat, which is the way I learned to meditate, but um, huge skills that everybody can use, all different ages, many different types. Awesome. All right, we're going to move into our segment called Knee Jerk Reactions. I'm going to say a word or a phrase, and then I just want your immediate reaction to it. Um, so first up, um, integrational nutrition. So I, I would say integrative nutrition really looks at food as medicine. Um, looking at whole foods, looking at the values of it, and not buying the processed foods, not having to read labels, you know, cooking whole foods, um, eating what's on our plate, not supersizing, and feeling good after we eat, noticing our energy. Yeah, awesome. Uh, mental health. Mental health, one part of the whole complex, you know, well-being aligning with our physical, emotional, spiritual health. Um, not something that we try to separate, but something that's definitely included in the whole person, focus and healing. Great. Yoga. Yoga, I think of 5,000 years of practice through many different cultures. Um, now being very popular, uh, you know, you think of the yoga, you think of the yoga pretzel, but we also, you know, honor the restorative yoga, the, the connection that we're looking to forge between the body and the mind and the spirit. Reiki. Reiki is energy work. Um, and for many years, it's been really far out there where people, you know, you couldn't even tell people you were doing Reiki in the hospital. And now we have patients and physicians and community asking for Reiki treatments and learning the skills so they can balance their own energy. Awesome. COVID-19. COVID-19, you know, the first thing I think of is impermanence, grief and suffering. And, and then I think of the challenges and resilience and the hope and the new practices and connections that we made. So that, that's a heavy bag. Okay. Um, well, we'd like to end on a positive note and we're almost at the end of our time here in 20 minute health talk, but what gives you hope? What gives you optimism going forward? I would have to say the impact that I'm seeing of um, the excitement that people have with the integrative therapies now and how it's, it's really becoming mainstream and how it's supported by the whole health system um, and the outcomes that we have. That, to me, that, that's very hopeful, um, that we don't have to make big changes, that we can start small, but we can really impact people of all ages. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Can we do one of these tabletop meditation right now? Sure, we can do a quick meditation. I would just say, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Otherwise, I'd say get comfortable in your chair, put your feet flat on the floor, and bring your awareness to your breath. And if you choose, you can place your hand over your heart and imagine that you're breathing in and out through the heart center. Nothing forced, just an awareness to that part of your body. And then as you do so, I invite you to feel the feeling of love or gratitude for someone or something in your life. Don't think it, but feel it. And allow your heart to pump that feeling to every cell in your body. And then take that feeling and send it out to all your family and friends, co-workers and patients. And send it out to the world. And just notice how that feels. You can place your hand in your lap. You can bring your awareness back to this time and space. And that was just called a quick coherence. And in that quick coherence, 
and feeling that feeling of gratitude, you've just enhanced the way your heart and your brain communicate. Um, really powerful. Um, and tons of cellular research done on the benefits of it. Awesome. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for joining us here on 20 Minute Health Talk. And for you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and have a great week. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.